Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to apparently the Star Wars themed Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show, finally returning after a long absence. Uh, If you don't know what happened last week, I got food poisoning. Hell on earth. Some of the illest I've ever been in terms of a day. We don't talk about that too much. Thank you very much for joining me. If you are joining me live on YouTube, uh, just a little quick note that Thursday's podcast will be happening on Twitch. There is a link in the description below. Uh, It's just twitch.tv forward slash Simon316. The reason... It's going to happen on Raw, on Raw, having a streaming channel, but also doing on-demand videos, which we obviously do, really, really hurts uh, hurts your performance massively. So now I need to, yes, I need to find a way to balance it out. So what we're going to do is Tuesday streams for the foreseeable future will be on here. Thursday streams will be on Twitch. And as I try and build an audience up on Twitch, eventually we'll jump over there altogether. On-demand videos will still go up on YouTube. But yeah, I want my YouTube channel to do better. And one of the reasons it's not doing better at the moment is simply because of, of this, of the, of the streaming issue. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. If you could go and follow my Twitch channel and do all of that, I would massively appreciate it. And yeah, that's it. That's all I need to talk about. If you're brand new here, please hit the subscribe button, like, share. Uh, The other reason I'm worried about moving to Twitch, by the way, is the only money I make from YouTube is from Super Chats that we do here live on YouTube. So it's a little bit scary, but you know, if you don't make, uh, if you don't take risks, you don't get anywhere and I do want to get bigger. So I don't really know how stuff like that works on Twitch, but we'll figure it out when we're over there. But yeah, in the meantime, I've also got a patron, patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Without my patrons, my word, weeks like last week, I'd be absolutely screwed. And if nothing else, yes, if you are live on YouTube right now and you want to ask a question, you have a statement, you want to call me a bald asshole, you want to do anything like that, you can do so using a super chat. As my man, non-WWE guy, has done the super chat, shout out to you, it says Simon Miller equals Betty White, protect at all costs. And I don't really know what that means, I don't know who Betty White is, I know she's a bit of a national treasure, so I will take it. Thank you, non-WWE guy. And Brandon Carvalho in the super chat says, Murphy needs his buddy back. Doesn't he just, but he's not going to get it because... But he is gone. He lost his first name. As Montez Ford said last night, it was beaten out of him. Uh, we'll start with Raw. Seems like a good a place I need to start with. I seem to like it less than other people, which is very weird for me. <laughs> Usually it's the other way around. I didn't think it was a bad show. I just think we've got to that stage where the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view has come round and the Saudi Arabia pay-per-view gets in the way. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like, even the Elimination Chamber is a little bit of a, a situation because... You kind of know that Shayna Baszler is going to win that match and go on to face Becky Lynch. And yet we have to go through this rigmarole. So I I kind of feel like, and I understand why they do it, but I kind of feel like WWE just does paint by numbers raw for a couple of weeks. So then they have to get through Super Showdown. And then once we're through Super Showdown, we can actually get built into WrestleMania proper. And that's kind of the biggest takeaway I took watching last night's episode of Raw. It ties into the main event and what the title of this episode is about Kevin Owens. You know, Kevin Owens versus Randy Orton on paper is a really big deal main event. I was quite excited when they announced it. Obviously built up in the first segment where Randy Orton comes out. He's doing his shtick. Really love Randy Orton at the moment. Doing a great job with this proper voices in my head character. Kevin Owens, Canadian hero, comes out to defend Edge. They're going to have a match later on. And I was invested. I thought they had a great match. Could have done without all the Seth Rollins stuff, but I understand that he's involved in the program right now. But to have... 
you know, like a, a heel referee that I don't think there's going to be much follow-up to cost Kevin Owens the match with a fast count. It just felt like to me, okay, we'll do Kevin Owens and Randy Orton. It will probably keep people to the third hour because they are two big stars, so hopefully better than it did last week. But we don't want Randy Orton to lose properly, and we don't want Kevin Owens to lose properly. What can we do? Oh, we can pretend that this referee is a fan of Seth Rollins. And he'll, he'll even wear the T-shirt. Like, forget about the fact he's trying to hide his guilt. He would just... He would just open up his guilt on his T-shirt for everybody to everybody to see. That cracked me up. I don't want to give away ups and downs too much. Again, live today, 2 p.m. GMT, if you're watching me live on YouTube over at What Culture Wrestling. But that is like me robbing a bank and just having a shirt that said, yes, I robbed a bank. You don't give your criminality away. It just I just thought it was a bit lame, right? It was a bit weak. And when all was said and done, I was like, okay, I had three hours of build-up to a match I wanted to see. And now Kevin Owens is probably going to go back to Seth Rollins and Randy Orton will focus on on edge which does make sense the thing i am quite intrigued about is that next week beth phoenix is going to be on raw and she's going to give an update onto edge hands up literally put your hands up at home if you think edge may rko beth phoenix i can see it happening edge has been uh raw has been a little bit edgier recently bit of attitude we will see shout out to my man nick c who says welcome back simon thank you very much nick i appreciate it uh in the chat sup simon my favorite ball guy i'll take it i'll take it my man damn lemony in the super chat give me information about twitch twitch has bits uh twitch twitch has bits and one bit equals one american cent okay well, there we go so we'll, we'll be doing bits then i suppose and my man jeffrey pride more in super chat says uh, good morning simon once again thank you for all you do you're very welcome you're the man i'm really looking forward to some pancakes and some pile drivers yeah what were you like six weeks away maybe a little bit less from me taking on sammy callahan at pancakes and pile drivers for pro wrestling revolver i'm ready man got some stuff up my sleeve Make sure you, you know, again, another reason to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling. You will get all the information and highlights up there. And it is a What Culture Deathmatch. And it's going to be brutal. It is. I'm going to have to be ready and slightly terrified. Uh, my man, Lewis Cardona, says, Hope you feel better, Simon. Where does KO go now? I do feel better. It's only really yesterday where I started to fill up myself again. Really awful week. But we're back and we're rocking and we're rolling. I mean, what I think is going to happen is we'll get through Saudi Arabia. I imagine that Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins eventually lose their tag team titles. And then at WrestleMania, we probably do something like Buddy Murphy versus Samoa Joe and Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Apparently, WrestleMania is a 14-match card. 14-match card, which is kind of crazy. Uh, too long, as far as I'm concerned. And the interesting tidbits now are that there are these rumors that the SmackDown side of things have changed. It may no longer be Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt. Uh, I, I'm going to be controversial. I don't necessarily mind that. It would, of course, likely entail Goldberg being added to the mix, which probably means that Goldberg wins the Universal Championship in Saudi Arabia. And it's weird, like, because I know on paper that's not great. You don't want these old guys. When I say old, I mean in terms of not their age, but they're, you know, they're from a different era. You don't want these old guys coming back and running ragged over your new stars. Otherwise, what kind of future are you, are you planning? However, on the flip side to that, when I just look at it as a fan, and if I live in the, the here and now, and I don't worry about the future or the long term, which was fans we don't have to do, you know, on paper, if I get Goldberg versus Roman Reigns for the belt, and I get, say, John Cena versus The Fiend, am I more interested in those two matches? The answer is yes. Again, I'm not saying it's smart business planning by any stretch of the imagination. I'm saying when I look at WrestleMania 36, what makes me more interested as a watcher of WWE to want to tune in? And it is John Cena versus The Fiend and Roman Reigns versus Goldberg for the belt. It just is. I also think that if you're going to have Roman win, 
you're going to have a much better time of it if he takes it off Goldberg than he takes it off Rome, off the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, because I do think there will be some backlash to Goldberg winning. It's all speculation. You know, I don't know any of this for sure, of course. But I have been mulling over it, because I know, again, I know that's a controversial opinion. I know when you say that, people go a bit crazy. But it is kind of how I feel. That is kind of how I feel. Like, it just interests me more. I don't get much out of The Fiend versus Roman Reigns. Of course, that's up to WWE if they do plan to go in that direction to make me care. Of course. We're just talking about it sitting here and thinking. And I'm a massive Goldberg mark too. And again, it's not the smartest plan in the world. But is that is it a problem? I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to, uh, it's hard to figure out. Uh, Tom Talks Rubbish in the Super Chat says, Revolution will be talked about on Thursday, but it's the most hyped I've been for a pay-per-view in years. There isn't a match on the card I'm not excited for. Yeah, of course, it's a big week for pay-per-views. We've got Saudi Arabia show on Thursday, and then AEW Revolution on Saturday night. Revolution does look a good show. MJF versus Cody's peaked at the right time. The main event, Moxie versus Jericho. We want to see that. Tag team match should be great. Uh, Chris Statlander versus Nida Rose is interesting to say the least. Uh, You've got Sammy Guevara versus... I can't remember his name. Darby Allen. Thank you, Brain. Absolutely. There's no reason why that can't be AEW's best pay-per-view to date. And they've had a few now. So you can start doing that. But I'm I'm intrigued. I'm certainly intrigued by that show. Uh, I think the, and we will talk about this on Thursday. Again, on Thursday, over at Twitch TV, forward slash Simon316. That's where we're going to do it. Uh, it kind of feels like you could change the belt to John Moxley. I think he's hot enough. I think he's over enough. I think Jericho's been champion for long enough. But I also think you keep it on Jericho if you can come up with a good finish to protect John Moxley, which is the kind of event you want. You never want to be sure. And my man Brandon Carvalho says, Rollins is my favorite thing on Raw. Feels like he's one of the few guys on that roster that has some personality. Far better as a heel. Far better. I think he's able to be more creative. I think he comes across more naturally as a heel. Again, we need to get through Saudi Arabia because I feel like he's stagnating at the moment because we can't pull the trigger on either his tag team title reign because now it certainly seems like the Street Profits have just been put in there to get through that show Uh, or his singles program either, which again, I believe will be Kevin Owens. Same with Elimination Chamber, really. Don't forget, Elimination Chamber happens a week and a half after Super Showdown. Absolutely ridiculous. It's far too many. Um, But yeah, I I like the group. I just need... I just need to evolve. I just needed to take its next step, but I understand why we haven't done it. Outside of that, I, I didn't. The problem I had with the women's contract signing was that it just made, I forget everyone else who's in it, but it made Sarah Logan, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, irony, and Natalia. Yes, the other woman, yeah. It made those four just look like afterthoughts. And the reason they look like afterthoughts is because they were afterthoughts. That's the issue. The focus was on Oscar because they, they feel invested in her, I think. So I think we've got to push her. And obviously Shayna Baszler and Becky Lynch, who's not even in the match, had that big brawl afterwards. The big brawl was great. Like Shayna Baszler being late, coming, feeling like the star, and then Becky Lynch confronting her and had them having a little tete-a-tete was awesome. It felt like a WrestleMania feud. The crowd was into it. Kind of want Shayna Baszler to win because I think it'll make her more of a threat. And then Becky can kind of win her titles back after a long chase. But everybody else in that match felt like nothing. That's the kind of... I also don't understand... I didn't understand why we needed a contract signing for an Elimination Chamber match. It's just WWE reverting to task, which they also did with R-Truth, right? I love R-Truth. I know the joke was he was trying to do... What do you call it? He was trying to do uh, like a trick. He didn't want to fight Bobby Lashley because Bobby Lashley is so big. But it's still more talk shows in WWE, which I can't handle. Truth TV, Miz TV, Moment of Bliss, King's Court, VIP Lounge, Kevin Owens Show. Why does it? Why can't people just come out and talk? Why does everyone? Why does it have to be themed around this idea? So that was. Um, yeah, I think those having those two segments so close together, it just kind of screamed of 
you know, what WWE falls back to sometimes. The same with the um, Murphy versus Angelo Dawkins match. I was quite up for that. I thought that's something different. We don't see that all the time. And it just ended after a minute when Seth Rollins attacked him. It's just like, man, the, the, the DQ, much like the roll-up, is over-relied upon. And after a while, you do subconsciously and consciously start to notice it. And I do think you check out a bit. So, you know, that was, um, that, that was interesting. I love the Drew McIntyre interview. I thought the Drew McIntyre interview was perfect. We've kind of had him goofing around the last few weeks, establishing himself as this babyface character, which has worked. But now it was just a classic sit-down interview where he talked about being fired. He talked about 3MB. He talked about winning the championship and his hopes and his dreams and his goals and his failures and his successes. Just made it come across like a real guy. That was the key. Drew McIntyre felt like a real guy. He felt like a guy that you wanted to root for. So, yeah, big fan of that. And I love the fact we're going into an AJ Styles versus Alistair Black program. Interesting, because the rumor has been that The Undertaker's going to be at the Saudi Arabia show. And that's when they're going to pull the trigger on those two, because apparently they're going at it at WrestleMania. But obviously, the Alistair Black match is confirmed for Monday. So, I think I'd rather hold off on The Undertaker for now. WrestleMania is still ages away. I don't think you need to start it. And I want to, I, I take a mini Alistair Black AJ Styles feud. The problem being, if The Undertaker's going to be in, injected into an AJ Styles thing, that probably means he beats Alistair Black. I'm not 100% sure how I feel about that. I don't think that's the time to beat Alistair Black at all. But we'll see. At least he's going into a program. And I like the fact they redid Eric Rowan versus Alistair Black. I liked that match last week. I liked it this week. There's just something entertaining about it. I don't know what it is. I just get a kick out of it. Explain that. I, I need to know what's in that cage, though. Four months. Four months of not being told what's in a cage is too much. Because the expectation is now too high. There's nothing you can pull out of there that is going to satisfy everybody. It's a bad move. It's a bad move, that cage. My man Brandon Carvalho says the Fiend should lose the belt because of a money in the bank cash-in. Uh, that's already happened, has it not? Who the hell was money? Oh, Brock Lesnar was. Boombox Brock. We can't do it, Brandon, man. I mean, it would be good if we could, but yeah, it, it's gone. Uh, my man, Matthew McFadden in the Super Chat says, WWE would probably just have Roman make the whole funhouse collapse with one Superman punch. Would prefer Cena versus Wyatt with The Fiend retaining. Oh, so you still got him with the title. I'm pretty sure they're dead set on giving Roman Reigns the Universal Championship at WrestleMania 36, which would, of course, yeah, see Bray Wyatt lose it at some point. However, I think Bray Wyatt losing the championship and then beating John Cena, if that does happen, and again, it could go the other way, there's always that risk, I don't think is the worst plan in the world. And I know a lot of people don't agree with me. And that's okay. You don't have to agree with me. But I've been pondering on it a lot. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Tom Talks Robinson Super Chat says, having Mox lose on pay-per-view, then win on TV to a big uprate. I don't know what a big uprate is. But uh, you can have John Moxley lose. It all depends how he loses, right? I think we've seen a lot of that recently. I mean, look at Humberto Carrillo versus uh, Angel Garza on Raw. Pilot of the show. Absolutely awesome. Angel Garza is just brilliant. He's hilarious. When he kissed Charlie Caruso on the hand and she was like a kid that just got ice cream. And when he takes his pants off. I don't know why I enjoy him taking his pants off so much. It's because he's so proud. And all he's done is taken his pants off. He's just stripped down naked. He's taken his clothes off like we do every day. But he feels like he's achieved the world. I love him. I love him. I think he's great. And that match was really, really cool. You know, I, the, the, the only problem now is that Humberto Creo, or I should say Angel Garza in the, in the short time he's been on Raw, has been able to sort of make more of an impact than Humberto Creo has after, what, the last six months, which is a shame. But 
Andrade will be back next week. I think they're going to do a, do a tag team match of Umberto and Rey Mysterio versus Andrade and Angel Garza. That could be amazing. And hell, maybe you make Angel Garza and Andrade a tag team for a while and then break them up. Because obviously that's the tease with Zelina Vega. I'd be okay with that too. But there is something there. And I think if we can double down on it and push it and give it a good storyline, give it a good creative and yeah, you know, carve out a little bit of a plan, maybe we can start building new stars. That's the cool thing about Raw. Everything's got structure at the moment. So I know where Randy Orton is going. I know where Kevin Owens is going. Seth Rollins, Buddy Murphy, the AOP, uh, even Dash and, uh, uh, the Street Profits right now. You know, everybody has kind of been slotted into their lane and you kind of know what to expect each and every week, which is what you want. You don't just want things to chop and change all the time because that gets really confusing. So Raw is far easier to watch nowadays, but of course there's always going to be a few things where you go, meh, preferred that to this and, and so on and so forth. Uh, my man, where's it gone? Brandon Carvalho in the super chat says, Alistair versus Undertaker at Mania would be better. I wouldn't say it would be better. I'd say I'd be equally intrigued, but I do want to see AJ Styles versus The Undertaker. Let's not pretend otherwise. I think AJ Styles is so good, he'd get a good match out of The Undertaker. It's one of those matches I never in my wildest dreams thought I would see. So to get to see it at WrestleMania is fine. And AJ Styles is so good, he can lose at Mania, and I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care because he can come out on Raw and still be AJ Styles. He's one of the best. Um, I'm not sure that would be the same for Alistair Black. I feel like Alistair Black would need to beat The Undertaker, and I don't think The Undertaker's ever losing at WrestleMania again, which is why I wouldn't do it. My man, Sean Gearhorn in the Super Chat. Good to see you, Sean. Hey, Simon, glad you're feeling better. Me too, bro. Trust me, me too. Uh, what do you think about this? With Mania becoming so long, any thoughts of going to two days? What about moving the top matches from NXT to Mania and moving some mid-cards to TakeOver? The only problem I have with two-day WrestleMania is that I don't think WWE would then do two three-hour events. I think they would do two eight-hour events, and that would be too much, and it would kill me. <laughs> so I'd like it to stick to one. I mean, a 14-match card is going to go a long time. And I like the fact that WWE wants to get everybody on there, but I also miss the days when matches felt super important because there were so few. So ideally, I'd go back to that. I'd also keep NXT separate from it. I know we're going to get the NXT title, Rhea Ripley versus uh, Charlotte Flair, but that's kind of like a cool twist. But I think you need, I, I don't think the NXT matches would ever get the same amount of momentum as the quote unquote main roster would. And I think that only harms NXT. I think they do fine by themselves over that weekend. So it should be fine. Although it's not really ties in, but talking about overkill, apparently there's going to be three elimination chambers at the elimination chamber. You get SmackDown men, SmackDown women and Raw women. That's too much. I don't mind one men, one women at like the Rumble. I think that's fine. I think also you can come up with different ideas. I'm going to be, whoever goes on third, I'm going to be bored of Elimination Chambers. I don't know why WWE feels the need to run these ideas into the ground. There's just no need. There's more than one way to pick up your WrestleMania number one contender than doing Elimination Chamber. Just because you used to do it, doesn't mean you need to do it now. Anthony Tagline Super Chat says, my man, T-Dog, Al Snow's mannequin head is in that cage. Dude, your guess is as good as mine. That, Hornswoggle, the gobbledygooker, Shane McMahon, that's how he returns. Who flipping knows? My man Dan Lemley in Super Chat says, I'm okay with Bray losing to Roman. I just don't want Goldberg to win the belt. I think a lot of people think that. I, don't, I can't tell you why I don't mind. I mean, I'm a big Goldberg fan, although I understand the criticisms as well. I just think Roman Reigns beating Goldberg for the title is going to get a better reception than him beating Bray. I think that's what... So if Bray's going to lose it anyway, you may, you may as well pull the trigger now and save yourself some heartache down the line. And I think, again, like I say, I think they are dead set. I think no matter what the scenario is, Roman Reigns enters April 2020 as the Universal Champion. I think the WWE felt like they've held off long enough with him, kind of balanced the books a little bit. It is in Florida, which I believe is where Roman Reigns is from. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure he's from Tampa. I don't know. 
So hopefully that will get him a good reaction. I want him to get a good reaction. And I, I don't mind Goldberg being at Mania. I don't know. I'm just speculating. It could be absolute bollocks. I understand why some people don't want it. It feels very lazy. We'll see. Uh, Daniel Brotherton Super Chat says, the rumor is it's a spider in Rowan's cage. It better be better than a spider. How boring would that be? <laughs> Always a spider. I can find a spider right now. Probably a spider on that table. Oh, don't do that. And my man Dan also says in the Super Chat, I wouldn't mind them bringing back money in the bank at WrestleMania. Oh, dude, you and me both, brother. You and me both. Like, I'm bored of Hell in a Cell pay-per-views where you know you're going to have a Hell in a Cell match just because when the idea used to be that a feud was so out of control, we need to lock these two guys in there. Elimination Chamber's now going to get three Elimination Chambers, which is too much. And yeah, Money in the Bank doesn't feel as special ever since it's got its own pay-per-view. The coolest thing was you knew that the opening match at WrestleMania was going to be Money in the Bank, and you knew you were going to get a spectacle. And it almost felt like guys were working harder to get that opportunity. I would love to go back to that. I'd love to cut down the amount of pay-per-views in the year. But we're in for a big... Like this. I was ill when all this was happening, but it certainly seems like the WWE Network's about to go through a giant change and that pay-per-views will be on ESPN Plus or um, that one by NBC or whatever that was going to Peacock, whatever it's going to be called, which is going to be utterly different. Like, do you stick with the W... I'm talking to the general you, but do you stick with the WWE Network if you know you can't get pay-per-views anymore? Do you feel ripped off? Because now you have to pay extra for pay-per-views. Is that going to help? Is it going to hinder it? Does it mean, you know, are you happy to start paying for individual pay-per-views again if it means the quality of the pay-per-view goes up? Because the big criticisms of pay-per-views ever since they went down to $10 on the network is that you're getting a $10 quality pay-per-view. And I certainly see what they mean. Outside of the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania, I can't remember any huge moments that maybe some of the Survivor Series 2016 with Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. But it'd be interesting because it's really, really difficult. Like you've been watching this my podcast for free, right? As you so should. And if I all of a sudden turn around and say, oh, now you've got to pay 10 bucks, you're going to feel a little bit more just off with it. You'll feel a bit negative because you'll be like, well, I didn't have to do that before. So why do I have to do that now? So it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, my man, Sid, Emmeline, the Super Chat says, Cena for 17. Much love. So you want him to win the championship. Uh, I don't mind that. I don't mind him winning the championship. But I, I don't really, I don't, don't get mad at all. You know, so many, again, so many people going crazy about Goldberg winning. I just don't mind. I don't mind who wins the belt these days. I just enjoy the story and I enjoy it for what it is. Uh, I'd rather see Cena coming back and winning when he's probably going to go away again, but then Goldberg's doing that too. I, maybe that would be a little bit much just because then you're doubling down on But uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, my man James Kenny in the Super Chat says, uh, you are the Tuesday AM Messiah. <laughs> uh, check Patreon. I will. My patron is on, is, is on the afternoon activities. Uh, besides working miracles, let me know who you'd like to see as the next two NXT champions. Uh, Keith Lee, although I'd call him up to the main roster, but Keith Lee uh and probably velveteen dream i know his feud with roderick strong is a bit strange but i would like to see him get a title run to prove his worth at the top and in terms of the women i'd like bianca belair to get it and i think given her recent feud with dakota kai tiga Knox should probably put in that position as well because she's over she's having good matches she's getting better so yeah they would be my two they'd be my two uh jake Jake LeCarpenter, I believe. I hope they're on Super Chat. Super Showdown or Revolution? Dude, come on, Revolution. I don't like the Saudi Arabia pay-per-views. Aside from the controversy that goes along with them, it's a controversy a lot today, they do just feel like they get in the way. And I know that Bray Wyatt won the championship last time and that we've already spoken about the fact Goldberg could win it this time, but they don't feel like big deals. They do feel like money grabs, which is what they are. 
and they're just placed at such awful times in the year, awful times in the calendar. Like right now, I just want to get excited about Mania. I can't because I get through Saudi Arabia first. And it's fun. I can always watch a pay-per-view and, and enjoy myself to, to a certain degree. But Revolution feels like a big deal. Super Showdown feels like something that's just there. And the last thing WWE needed before they made this Saudi deal was more pay-per-views. One a month is enough, sometimes too much. Uh, Geeked Out Nation, the Super Chat says, what's the most you would pay for a wrestling show? It's difficult. <coughs> Excuse me. It's really difficult. It depends on the show, right? I bought Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder the other day, 25 pounds over here. I know it's more in the States, but that's because I bought into the hype. I was desperate to see what's going to win. Uh, I had accepted this rhetoric of big puncher versus good boxer. And even though Tyson Fury walloped him, I felt like I got my money's worth because I felt like I was part of an event. And I think that's what I pay for. I pay for to feel like I'm experiencing an event live. So, yes. I mean, 25 quid is, I don't know how much that is in dollars. But 25 quid is still too much for a wrestling pay-per-view for me. I probably pay for WrestleMania, the B shows. I don't think I pay more than 15, probably more than 10 pounds because that's what I paid for the network. It's a good question. I don't have an answer for you. I really would have to take it on a case-by-case basis. Uh, but let me know in the chat as well. How much would you pay? How much would you pay for a pay-per-view? Uh, Chris Landers, my man, finally caught a live chat. Just want to say I love your videos. Much love, my friend. Thank you, Chris. Firstly, it's lovely to have you here. Secondly, thank you for the kind words. And I will use that as a, a segue point of view just to remind everyone, again, for the foreseeable future, Tuesdays here on YouTube, we will do the, the show live. Thursdays, we're going to start doing them over on Twitch. Uh, I know some of you would have heard this already, but new people have joined. Essentially, live streaming on YouTube is hurting my channel. It's ruining my on-demand videos, hence the difference in title today and the different thumbnail. Uh, but I, keep, I need to get people to migrate over. So we'll start doing one a week on each. But if you could sign up for my Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Simon316, 1 p.m. GMT Thursday, we will do the second podcast of the week. And then hopefully kind of towards the end of March, April Mania time, probably just after Mania, we can jump over across there already. Because basically what happens now is for the next two, three days, any other video I put up gets destroyed. Don't ask me why. You can look it up on Google. Everyone talks about it. It sucks. But thank you, Chris. I appreciate it. Thank you for the super chat. Um, and my man, Matt Borton in the super chat has just given me that little dancing dude saying you are amazing. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate that. And I like my little fitness dude. I didn't know you could do that on such, <laughs> on such a device. But you are very, very welcome. Thank you very much. And my man geeked out Nathan in the Super Chat said, so they did the Lana live storyline and just abandoned it. Very considering, very sad, considering it was meant to be a big story with LGBT characters and it went nowhere. It kind of felt like they, they were terrified of the backlash. But I totally agree with you. Rusev has vanished from TV, not even going to Saudi Arabia anymore. The WWE line is that he is injured, but it seems like he hasn't signed a new contract. So they've kind of you know fallen out a little bit. And yeah, the whole Liv Morgan Lana thing lasted two matches. They won one each. I don't know if he's now gone into a feud with our truth I really didn't like the R-Truth thing, as we already talked about. And where's the 24-7 championship? These are the things that they're still struggling with. But yeah, I don't know why they dropped the Lana thing, the Liv Morgan Lana thing. I mean, I think the problem was their first step was bad. It was very heavy-handed. Uh, you know, you're meant to be shocked that somebody's a lesbian in 2020 when lots of people are lesbians and it's okay to be a lesbian. Um, but WWE probably does need to start embracing the LGBT community a little bit more. You know, WWE and wrestling as a whole is at its best when it's representative of the time frame that it's in. That's why the Attitude Era was so good. The Attitude Era was so good because it was reflective of what was going on in society. That's kind of the same with the 80s too. I don't necessarily think that's true now. I think maybe we're slowly taking a step back towards it, but we're not there just yet. And that would have been a good opening the, opening the door moment. But yeah, we didn't really get there. And now that I've said this, everybody will accuse me of being a social justice warrior. It's not true. I just want people to be represented. Because imagine you're a, 
you know, you're a young kid and you are, you know, whatever. Choose, even if you just say you're a young girl, if you see somebody like Becky Lynch kicking ass, all of a sudden you think, well, maybe one day I can grow up and kick ass. And it's normal to be whatever. And that's massively important. And sometimes I think if you are in a majority group, it's easy to forget that because, again, you're in the majority group. It's easy. Look at me. I'm a white bull guy. It's like, I'm represented. I am represented. Uh, my man T-Dog, Andy Tagging the Super Chat says, have AEW reached out to you about being in the dark order? No, but I did enjoy that. Uh, if you didn't know, yeah, somebody blessed their heart on uh, AEW's YouTube community feed, wrote that I should be in the dark order. And AEW responded saying, only if Simon gives this an up. So I jumped on that straight away. Obviously, I would accept um, Evil Uno's ex- uh, invitation to be in the dark order. But as of talking, no invitations have arrived. But you never know what the future holds. Who knows what will come in the post tomorrow? Most people saying in terms of what they pay for a pay-per-view, $32, 25 quid, 15 to 20 pounds. It's hard, right? Because we're so used to... We're so used to the WWE Network. I mean, for the last, what, four years, maybe five, we've paid 10 bucks for everything. And now it's going to change. I mean, the real, I'm not saying it was a mistake from our point of view, great from a fan's point of view, but the real mistake business-wise that WWE did was give away WrestleMania for 10 bucks. WrestleMania, the Royal Rumble, and probably Survivor Series and SummerSlam should have been kept off. And I don't think we would have been in this position. And even if we were, we wouldn't feel so ousted because we'd be used to paying for those. Not that I'm going to complain about that. Uh, I'm glad to have found your channel, as I only used to watch on What Culture Wrestling and love you on here too. That's very kind. Thank you very much. Uh, Britt Baker's band side should be called the Tooth Fairy. <laughs> she wants your teeth. <laughs> it's just, I don't know where you guys come up with this stuff, uh, uh, but it's good. What else did happen on Raw? Let me get my phone up so I can get my notes in case I forgot something. Talked about Seth and and Randy and uh, and Orton. Talked about the match with the Street Profits. Again, one ridiculous, one good. Talked about our truth Drew McIntyre kicked a mass. I enjoyed Alistair Black versus Eric Rowan. Looking forward to his stuff with AJ Styles. Paul Heyman and Brock Lesnar segment. What do you say about it? It was okay. They're building to their match with Ricochet. Obviously, Ricochet beat Luke Gallows as well. I think Brock Lesnar's going to kill him. I don't think it's going to go longer than two minutes. I know you don't want to hear that, but I don't. I feel like, again, I feel like this is just a way to to get to whatever is next which of course is drew mcintyre i don't there's a chance in hell that obviously ricochet is going to win the title and that's not to say that i don't want him to i do of course i do i like him a lot but it's it's just unrealistic isn't it also quick shout out to uh to pinsandknuckles.com and pinsandknucklesmerch.com as well for supporting Simon's pro wrestling show. Always good. And I got some brand new merchandise coming in soon as soon as I pull my finger out and get it ordered, which I need to do. So thank you to those guys as always for just basically just supporting my podcast, which is what they do. John the J in the Super Chat says, will Pancake and Pile Drivers 4 be on Fight again? Hand on heart. Yeah, it should be. And again, you can, you can stream it live on Fight, I think. I'm 99% sure. And you can obviously catch the highlights on What Culture. So if you hate me, and you ever wanted to see me, I don't know, get hit by a chair, go through a table, there'd probably be some barbed wire. Let's face it, it's a death match. You'll soon be able to do it. Thanks to Sammy Callahan. It's going to be a big day. going to be a big day, the day before WrestleMania. XXAll in the super chat, just throw me some money. Thanks, X, I appreciate it. And Geeked Out Nation says, I pay $50 for AEW pay-per-views, and I'm perfectly okay with that. It's a lot, $50. It's a lot. Would I be okay with paying $50? I don't know. Would I pay $50 for Revolution, for example? I'm going to pay something for it, obviously. I don't know how much it is. I haven't looked yet. Maybe $50 is a little bit too much. I mean, I would because it's my job, but I'm trying to think it from a fan point of view. I don't know. I don't know if I have the answer to that. I don't know. Look, I understand why they need to make changes. The WWE Network has not succeeded as they expected. I don't know whether that's because the TV and pay-per-view industry didn't die, as some people predicted. I don't know whether they gave us too much, as we've already talked about. I don't know what the answer is, 
but it is it's not where they need to be like the numbers are going down so they do have to make some changes i can appreciate that as a as a business person myself however on the flip side to it it's really difficult to try and navigate that when you've got what 1.56 million people who are used to paying nine dollars and 99 cents or pounds whatever you are whatever country you're living in it's going to be really, really interesting when they make that change. After a while, we'll forget about it. But in the short term, you're allowed to be annoyed. Of course you are. The, the, the goalpost change. And you didn't know that was, you know, you never thought that was a thing when you signed up. I mean, the other thing is, well, it's a subscription network. So you can, you know, just get out whenever. Uh, AJ Park in the Super Chat says, hey, buddy, hope you're feeling better. I am. Uh, just an update for anyone that's joined. I had food poisoning last week. It was awful. Uh, here's how I would book the universal title or the blue universal title. Fiend over Goldberg, right? So Bray Wyatt's still the champion. And then the Fiend over Taker or Cena at Mania. So Fiend's still the champion uh, because Fiend versus Bray Wyatt needs his WrestleMania moment. Then you do Fiend versus Roman at SummerSlam. I'm not against that. Not against that at all. Still gets right. I think the problem is yeah, as long as you have an ending that gets Roman Reigns the title because WWE definitely wants to get Roman Reigns that title. So, But I'm not against that at all. I, I think that's fine. I'm not upset if Goldberg's not going to be on WrestleMania. I'm not upset if they want to do Roman Reigns versus The Fiend. It's just when the rumors started, I sat there and thought, okay, what appeals to me as a fan? And yeah, Spear versus Spear. On that note, I've changed my finishing move again for the people that follow my wrestling career. I'll explain why in a video soon, but just throwing it out there. Uh, do we see another title change in Saudi Arabia or was Wyatt Fiend over the Seth a one-time thing? Again, I think maybe. I don't think it's outside of the realms of possibility. And there's a whole conversation to have. Bray Wyatt's title reign starts in Saudi Arabia and Bray Wyatt's title reign ends in Saudi Arabia. But think of it like this. If you're a Fiend fan, answer this in the comment too. You're a Fiend fan. You love Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's your favorite. Do you want to see Bray Wyatt get to WrestleMania and lose to Roman Reigns for the belt? Or do you want to get out of the way now? Bray Wyatt loses to Goldberg and then Bray Wyatt gets his redemption by beating John Cena at WrestleMania. And I got, I, these are all ifs and buts. Like Paul Heyman said, if my uncle had balls, if my auntie had balls, she'd be my uncle. But just let me know in the comments. Did you, would you, if you, you got to be a proper Fiend fan. Would you be okay with that if it means that ultimately the Fiend beats John Cena in his comeback match? His first WrestleMania match in two years? Maybe three? I think it's two. Think about it. Let me know in the chat. Uh, Daniel Brother said, said, I would pay £50 for AEW pay-per-views because they're incredible. Fair play, man. Fair play to you. Like, you, the thing when it comes to money, people go, oh, it's not worth it, is everybody has their individual idea of worth, Right? It's true. That's, that's, it comes down to anything. If you're loaded and you want to buy a £100 pair of trainers, that's probably worth it to you because your sense of worth is going to be different to somebody that earns 50 grand a year, 30 grand a year. So if you're happy to pay £50 for AEW and support AEW, more power to you. And I, and I, and I, would, back you, I would back you to that. I just, don't know, I just don't know what I want. This spanner being thrown into the works is has confused my fan brain. But I like that. I don't want to know. The only thing I do know about WrestleMania is that 14 matches is too much. Let's try and work out what the 14 matches will be. Is that fun? I don't know. But <laughs> we're going to try and do it anyway. So we got, we'll say Roman versus The Fiend, right? For the sake of argument. And we'll say Cena versus Elias. I know that that's what it was, right? Those two matches have now changed. But we're just, you know, so, you know, again, it could be Roman versus Goldberg. It could be Cena versus The Fiend. But we'll just go with that. So that's two. Then we've got Shayna versus Becky. No, don't do that to me, phone. Then we've got Shayna versus Becky. Then we've got Charlotte versus Rhea. We've done that. Uh, 
We're going to get Edge versus Orton. Let me know in the comments as well. Keep, keep shouting these out because I'll, I'll forget so much stuff because I'm a moron. Edge versus Orton. I think you're going to get Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. I totally believe that. I think you're also going to get Samoa Joe versus Buddy Murphy because that stands to reason. Who else is a big deal? Baron Corbin will take on somebody. I'm going to put XXX. Sheamus will take on somebody. I'm going to say Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan. I'm convinced of this. I'm convinced that it's going to be Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan. So I'm putting that down. You'll have a Raw tag team title match. A Raw tag team. You'll have a Smag team tag team match. Maybe you'll have a damn women's tag team match. Let's presume we would and we won't go crazy. You get a US title match. I think we've done this, you know. I think when I count this up, we're going to be close. You have US title. You have IC title. Yar title. What are you doing, autocorrect? US title, IC title, uh, Women's Battle Royal. Da -da. I haven't put the Becky. Oh, yeah, Women's Battle Royal, Men's Battle Royal. And then we've got to do Beck, uh, Bailey versus someone. Let's say Sasha. I think it's going to be Sasha. So that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. So that's 16. So I've gone two over. And I've got Cena versus Elias, Shayna, oh no, 17, I've gone way over. So Roman versus The Fiend, Cena versus Elias, Shayna versus Becky, Charlotte versus Rhea, Edge versus Orton, Kevin Owens versus Rollins, Samoa Joe versus Murphy, Baron Corbin versus someone, maybe not, Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan, maybe not, Raw tag team match, SmackDown tag team match, women's tag team match, US title match, IC title match, women's battle royal, men's battle royal, Bailey versus someone, probably Sasha Banks. That's too many. So there's so many people we haven't even factored into the equation there. I'm intrigued by the WrestleMania card, which probably explains why it's so hard to, to get it down to just eight to ten matches because you have so many people you need, to, you need to get on the card. So interesting. Very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. We'll see. Also have a crazy week this week, don't forget. You know, obviously, Raw's done in the books. We've got Dynamite. We've got NXT. We've got Super Showdown. And we've got Revolution. There is so much wrestling at the moment. One, maybe two. Maybe maybe too many, somebody would say. But but it's all good. A lot of people mentioning Beth Phoenix potentially getting RKO'd next Monday. Uh, I think it's definitely going to happen or something like that will happen. Or at least a tease. And then somebody will, will save her, maybe. I think they'll do it, you know. I think WWE has been... Again, a little bit more risque as of late. So I wouldn't put it past them at all. I really, really wouldn't. And then Edge comes back in two weeks, they've announced. It sucks when that stuff gets out, but I get it. You've got to sell tickets. And in two weeks' time, that's got to be the day after the wrestle. Yeah, that's the, the day after the 9th. The 9th of March, Edge returns, which is the day after the Elimination Chamber, which gives you one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, build to Mania. That stands to reason anyway. So we've got a lot of cool stuff to look forward to. I'm enjoying the build to WrestleMania. Like I say, I would just rather not have to get through Saudi Arabia first. That's the only issue. We'll check some news. But of course, this is your time to ask a question, make a comment, do a super chat, should you so wish. Uh, let me know if I'm right. Let me know if I'm wrong. Uh, we didn't mention this, and I, I know it's old news now in terms of the rumor mill, but it does look like the British Bulldog is finally going into the Hall of Fame. And it seems like Bret Hart is going to induct him. That made me very happy. As a British dude, I've talked about this a lot, but the British Bulldog is kind of a... A signal of hope. Well, he was back in the day. It's different now. But before it, well, you, you could see an inroad to WWE, you know, Davey Boy Smith made it way before that. And I know he got in with the, you know, the, the Hearts and Stampede Wrestling, but still incredible. And I think it's long overdue that he goes in. He's certainly worth it to me. Some people disagree, but I'm biased massively. And I think that will be great. So I look forward to it. Geeked Out Nation, the Super Chat says, in an interview, Triple H said they never want a big star like Cena again. It's the brand over stars. Do they regret having that mindset? Odd not to want big stars. Well, this all comes down to the likes of, you know, Brock Lesnar. They put the whole trolley behind Brock Lesnar and then he got up and left. 
because he didn't like it. And it happened with The Rock as well, I guess you could say. You know, he went and did Hollywood. I am all about big stars. When I tune into television, you know, I'm tuning in because I love wrestling, but I'm not precious. I don't... It's not, I, I do like WWE, but I don't really care it's WWE. I, I tune in for the characters and the personas that I like. You know, why did I buy Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder? I love boxing. I didn't buy it because it was boxing. I bought it because Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury had made me buy into what they were selling. And it's because they felt like superstars. So I, I, I personally think that's a mistake. What do I know? I've never run a wrestling company, so I don't really have much a leg to stand on. But... Yes, I would like stars. I mean, it's not like we haven't tried that. Like Roman Reigns was meant to be a star. Brock Lesnar is a star. And Roman Reigns is to a lesser extent. But I get it. You miss the Rocks, the Stone Colds, the Hulk Hogan's. But you never know. If somebody catches fire again, maybe you can't even control that. Maybe they outgrow the brand. And you just have to risk and hope that they don't get too big. I don't know. I don't know. Um, we talked about Rusev being pulled from Super Showdown. Maybe it's the end for him. I don't know. We haven't talked about Matt Hardy. Obviously, Matt Hardy had his big thing last week when he left the company for the second time. He's now, you know, taking jobs at Chris Jericho on the internet, which obviously you should be very excited about if you want to see him go to AEW. And that's what I want. I don't know whether he is going to be the leader of the Dark Order. I think he should be because I think it gives that group a tremendous amount of credibility. Also, the first big star. I think I'm right in saying this. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, John Moxley counts, but that was before the television had started. So ever since Dynamite debuted, he will be the first star that has been on Raw television, quit or ended his contract, and then gone to Dynamite, which is a massive, a massive thing, I think. Especially for someone like Matt Hardy, who is entrenched in WWE lore. I really hope it happens. I think if we can get this delete character going again, you know, Broker Matt Hardy, which obviously has been hugely teased on his Twitter feed, I think he I think he'd bring people across. I think he get people interested. I think he saves a dark order storyline. I think then you can move that back up to the main event where you wanted it to be. You can even have this kind of thing where maybe Chris Jericho and the inner circle has to join forces with Cody and the Young Bucks and everybody else because they're so dominant. Do a little bit of an NWO thing. Nothing too crazy. Like I think that's what they were going for for a little bit, but don't overdo it like WCW did. But just as a way to, you know, introduce just something, something you can get through a few months without just doing single, 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 singles. There's nothing wrong with that either. But I think Matt, I, I genuinely believe that Matt Hardy has that much credibility he could do it. My, my, I love Matt Hardy though. Again, massively biased. I think he was always my favorite out of Matt and Jeff. Not in a bad way. Jeff Hardy's amazing. But you know, that weird, I talked about this all the time, that instinctive feeling you have towards some wrestlers that you like. I always had that with Matt Hardy and I never thought he got his due in WWE. I think he should have been a, a world champion and it sucked that he wasn't. Um... So I, I, I really look forward to it. And I hope, I hope it's not a ruse. And I hope he does go there. But again, it's up to him at the end of the day, right? He's, served, he's paid his dues. <laughs> and he's allowed to do whatever he wants. AJ Park in the Super Chat says, Will Matilda, the Bulldog, be at the Hall of Fame? Huge Tilda fan, Tilda. I think they'd probably bring the Bulldog on, yeah. I don't see how you couldn't. Bret Hart probably walk it on. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think you probably would do that. I think it's quite an iconic part of that act. And John Morelli says, When does Luke Harper's non-compete end? Soon. I mean, absolutely soon. I believe that he um, he will be back. Well, he will be debuting in in, in AEW when uh, what do you call it? When um, uh, they're in New York. Sorry, I'm umming and because I can't remember it. But his hometown, I think it's Rockfeld, New York, or something like that. I don't know. But soon, I hope Matt Hardy debuts first because I think he has more of a defined role, and then I think AEW does after uh, uh luke harper does after but who knows right shout out to my man nick c in super chat says you said tuesday for our podcast did you mean today uh that's in the patreon i'll get back to you my friend uh i will give you a shout and we can sort that out uh daniel brotherton in the super chat says bam bam thoughts on the guerrero situation it's petty Nah, doesn't surprise me 
Uh, I mean, if you don't know, basically, you know, she did the guest commentary for AEW Dark. She also won the Jericho Cruise, and apparently that meant she got blacklisted by WWE. Do I think it's ridiculous? Yes. Do I think Vicky Guerrero is bringing any new viewers to either show? No. no not in a disrespectful way, but she is, you know, she's just, she's just a, a familiar face. It's nice to see here and then. But look, I get it. Vince McMahon sees this as a war, right? He sees it as a war, and you can tell that by Charlotte Flair taking on Rhea Ripley for the NXT Championship. And they're trying to get people to choose sides. It's as simple as that. It's a with us or against us mentality. So you pick WWE, you pick AEW. They did the same thing to DDP and who can get mad at DDP. I do think it's a little bit silly, but I don't think it's unique to wrestling. And Vince McMahon's been doing that for a long ass time. So yeah, I don't think it's great, especially given you know who her husband was and all of that. I think just give her a cuddle whenever she wants one. But hey, that's wrestling for you, man. And I, I guess we just have to... I guess we just have to uh, we just have to roll with it. Um, what's your thoughts on the Edge and Randy Orton feud? Best thing in wrestling right now. I love the fact that Edge has been off TV for so long. When he comes back, it's going to mean even more, especially again because Beth Phoenix is on next week, which is going to be hilarious. Apparently, there was concern last night because they were in Winnipeg, you idiot, that Chris Jericho was going to get some chance, which he did. But Randy Orton just flew right through them. He knows what he's doing. Randy Orton right now, I think, has reached his apex. The irony that he's the apex predator. I think he's peaking in a good way. I think this is going to be the best run we've seen from Randy Orton for a long time. And if you haven't read the interview with Cody Rhodes, after his insa- it's such a shame we couldn't do last week, but after his crazy moonsault off the top of the cage, which blew my mind. He's, one, he's scared of heights. That's why he closed his eyes. So how the hell he did that, I don't know. And two, Tony Khan begged him not to do it. But Cody Rhodes had it in his head that he should. And I kind of understand why. It was the you know, the icing on top. It was the quintessential part of that match. But absolutely, absolutely crazy. What a cage match that was. It was so good. I've done a video for it on What Culture, which you can look out for soon. But And I love WWE and I love AEW. But that reminded me why I love cage matches so much. That was the key. And I think WWE's watered them down so much recently. Like, you know, Shane McMahon winning because he falls out of his clothes. Whereas this was a guy doing a moonsault from the top because he was so desperate to beat this big, burly dude to get a match with his other opponent, MJF. And the reason they did it in a cage is because there was no, you know, that, that's just where they got to. And again, it doesn't take anything away from WWE, but sometimes looking to the past to make, you know, new stuff, old stuff relevant is massively important. Uh, Anthony Tag on the Super Chat says, if you could feud with anyone, who would it be? I always say the same thing, Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. If I'm feuding with Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar, it means I've done very well for myself in my wrestling career. I would like to say really sorry to anybody that was meant to come to the Bournemouth show on Saturday. Uh, I wasn't able to compete. Again, not only, I, not only did I have food poisoning, but I also bopped myself on, on the head a week before that, a few days before that. And I had it was super, super duper minor concussion. But with, with that and food poisoning, I was in no state to compete. I would have been not only a danger to myself, but to my opponent. Thankfully, I'm past all that now. I got the all clear. But yeah, if you were meant to come down, I'm sorry. I hate canceling bookings. I felt guilty about it for days. But can't fight your body, right? You can't fight your body. And then, of course, if you're around this Saturday, Cambridge Pro Wrestling East debuts. I will be on that show. Uh, I should be good. I, I will be good to go by then. I will be good to go by then. So hopefully I will, uh, I will, see, uh, I will see you then. I think that's about it. I'm trying to think if anything else has gone on that we meant to talk about. We didn't talk about last week. Uh, Tammy Sinch is going to come out of jail. That's sunny, if you remember. I don't want to talk about that massively because it's kind of personal to, <laughs> to uh, that person. A lot of rumors that Killer Cross is going to do something big in WWE. I've seen this headline a lot. And it was in the Wrestling Observer 2. Uh, he's going to be fast-tracked to the main roster. Obviously, Killer Cross, you may know him from Impact Wrestling. Um, 
I don't know enough about him. Like I say, I haven't seen enough of his stuff to make a call, but I'd always rather somebody came in and got pushed to the moon. Absolutely. Because, you know, if you're going to hire somebody, let even if I don't know who they are, or I don't know they're a star, prove to me that they're a star. You know, make them, make me see that. Of course they're a star. Like Angel Garza. Angel Garza has been presented as a star and it's taken a couple of weeks. I loved him down in NXT anyway. But now I'm like, this guy's a star. I absolutely, absolutely love him. So we should do that with Killer Cross. And we should do that with everyone we bring in. Everyone should be brought out on top. Let them sink or swim and then make a decision. Uh, Simon, are you prepared for your death match? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. How could you be? Right? I'm terrified, but I'm also incredibly grateful of the opportunity. And that's why now I've got to go smash it. So that's what I'll do. AJ Park in the Super Chat says, Mattel should put out a new British Bulldog figure for the Hall of Fame with Matilda. I don't know why and have no inside knowledge, but for some reason my feeling is we will see Take a Sting at Survivor Series. Uh, you probably will get some new British Bulldog merchandise. That's what they do uh, when it comes to the Hall of Fame. Uh, I think personally you may be holding on to false hope with Taker and Sting. I don't think we're ever going to see that. I think Sting is too beat up. And I don't really know what they could do now that would live up to our own expectations. Talking of the Hall of Fame, though, we should get into the Nikki Bella and Brie Bella stuff to finish off. Another controversial topic, hashtag controversy. I have no problem with them going into the Hall of Fame. I don't understand what the issue is. The big issue, because I put this out on my Twitter at Simon316. Give me a follow. Uh, give me a subscribe if you're on YouTube for the first time, too. I put this out on my Twitter. And the big uh, feedback and the big uh, response seemed to be, well, the reason I don't like the fact they're going in is because so-and-so should have gone in or this person hasn't gone in. And I'm like, but that's not Brie and Nikki's fault. If Vince McMahon rings you up and says that we want to put you in the Hall of Fame, it's not for the Bella Twins to go, yeah, but you haven't put Christian in and you haven't put this person in, you haven't put that person in. That's mad. You just go, yes, of course, WWE. Thank you very much for the opportunity. So if you're mad that they've gone in before other people, that is not Nikki and Bree's fault. But also, I like the WWE Hall of Fame and I respect it and I think it's a massive honor. But it is also done to sell tickets. And I don't say that disparagingly. It's an event. And you put people on it who you think are going to sell tickets. And the Nikki and Brie Bella have a huge following. Um, I think they get a little bit of a disservice. You know, they did add a lot to the Divas division when it was a, a difficult time in WWE. No, they weren't the best wrestlers in the world. And they weren't putting five-star matches on each night. But that's not what the Hall of Fame is about. If that's your criteria for what a good wrestler is, about two people should be in the Hall of Fame. You know? Like, you could probably, actually, I do think Goldberg's had five-star matches, but you could even point a finger at Goldberg and say he never had a five-star match. Some people say that. It's about legacy and stuff. And look, if you want a proper Hall of Fame, then yeah, the Wrestling Observer one is like a proper Hall of Fame. But I have no problem with, it, with Nikki and Brie going into the Hall of Fame. I like them. I enjoy them. I hate Brie Bear's music, <laughs> theme music. But that aside, I don't understand the hate. Just let them enjoy their moment. Let them enjoy their opportunity. It doesn't affect you at all. I think sometimes we go too far with the hate. That's just my opinion. That's uh, just my opinion. Um, I wouldn't give the change in my pocket for AEW, says somebody. Right, okay. Uh, do you even check Twitter? I heard you mention you're not the biggest fan. Yeah, I check Twitter. It's my biggest social media network, so I use it all the time. Uh, the reason I don't check my notifications is because I'm very lucky, and I mean this in the sense that when I check my notifications, they're just inundated with them. But that's what you want, right? People are engaged, which humbles the hell out of me. But it means that sometimes I just don't even bother looking because I'm like, well, I can't respond to everybody. So I kind of just scroll through every now and then. But no, absolutely. Uh, it, boom, right here. Goldberg is a five-star character, though. Exactly. And you engage with them and you love them. And trust me, I've seen people look up to Brie and Nikki Bella as if they're the biggest stars in the world. And sometimes that's more important, especially when it comes to professional wrestling. Just my two things. I know it's not going to make any difference. People are still going to be mad about it, but I don't. 
I really don't mind who goes in the Hall of Fame. I think it's all good. As long as people are happy, that's the main thing. I think that's that. I'll do one last check for news. Ever since that time, as I always say, that Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff got put in the Hall of Fame. That's Hall of Fame. Got brought back, and I was like, damn. And we were we were doing a podcast, and I could have done it had I just, uh, just done it. I don't think so. I think that's pretty much it. Hey, it's a good time to be a wrestling fan, right? If you're into content, you've got a load of it this, this week. And sometimes the Saudi Arabia shows are... Fun. Do you know what I mean? Shane McMahon won best in the world, right? It was awful and it was the worst booking ever, but it was also hilarious, right? I cracked up on Twitter and, and we cracked up together and I thought that was good. Uh, Sean Gearhorn Super Chat says Hall of Fame card is kind of stacked this year. I'm surprised um, each of the top three could headline. It's true. NWO could headline, Batista could headline, British Bulldog could headline, maybe to a select few. And yeah, the Bella Twins could headline. It is, I think, because last year they struggled to sell tickets. So now they're like, okay, we've got to go back to, to, to the big headliners, which they are. I say fair play to all of them and good luck to all of them. Um, no one likes it when I say this, but they do all bust their ass. I want everybody bust their ass. All right, well, then put everybody in the Hall of Fame. It's a nice day for them. It's a pat on the back. Now, the other one is people say it's not soon, it's too soon. Who cares? <laughs> Edge is in, and Edge is still wrestling. Goldberg's in, Goldberg's still wrestling. Batista only retired last year officially, and he's going in. I don't think we need to worry about that. Um, apparently, there's some madness going on in the chat. I can't see the chat. Anyone get any madness going in the chat? I would ban people. Uh, all right, there's a guy. Don't worry. I found him. I found him. He's gone. Boom. He's out. Sorry about that. I had it on top chat, not live chat. So that person's gone. Apologize for that. Um, I didn't know there was uh, there was people being a moron. Okay, we're going to wrap up. Head over to What Culture Wrestling and make sure you watch Ups and Downs live with Raw. Again, Thursday. I'm going to put a thing in the community feed. I don't want to spam people too much. Join my Twitch channel, twitch.tv, forward assignment to 316, 1 p.m. GMT. That is where the Thursday podcast is going to go live from, a Thursday show. Uh, the reason I need it to do well is, like I've already said, I don't make any money from YouTube. I only make money from doing live shows like this. But it is affecting the channel, which I would like to grow. So I'm kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. So I'm just going to take a risk. But Thursday, 1 p.m. GMT over on Twitch. That's where I'll be. I'm terrified no one's going to watch. <laughs> but we'll do our best. Uh, shout out to AJ Parker to finish the Super Chat says, Can we please push Elias? I see shades of Macho Man. Well, he's definitely getting a push. He's definitely 100% getting a push. Don't worry about that. I don't know what his match at WrestleMania is going to be, but the fact he was even in the conversation to be in the ring with John Cena means they won't, um, they won't back off him now. I hope. I know they've done it before. But uh, people seem to think I hate Elias. I don't hate Elias at all. I think he's fine. Anyway, thank you very much for joining me. Again, we are also on podcasts. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud. Just search for Simon's Pro Wrestling Show and it's there. Going to start doing more exclusive stuff, some on the internet like this and some on the podcast like that. So make sure you are signed up to both. Otherwise, yeah, Simon316, Instagram, Twitter, Simon.BigCartel.com for merchandise. Merchandise going out today. So if you want to get in right now, I'll make sure you get it to you super quick. Shout out to Pins and Knuckles and PinsandKnucklesMerch.com for supporting the podcast. And thank you to everyone that's super chat. Thank you to everyone that supports me at Patreon.com for Simon316. If my Patreon dies, so does my channel and all my personal stuff. And yeah, make sure you join me. If you are watching live, make sure you join me over at What Culture Wrestling. Thank you for joining me again, most importantly. Week off last week. Now we're back. Back on Thursday on Twitch and back here on YouTube on Tuesday next week. I love you loads.